The word epiphany means manifestation. On this day, the Lord manifests a great mystery, namely that Christ is the Savior not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. Today we celebrate the visit of the Magi who learned of the birth of Jesus by observing a star. I believe that when the star appeared in the heavens, so many people saw the star and admired it. Some may have confused it for something else, but the Magi saw the lead in the east and recognized in it a sign that the Savior of the world is born. The star did not say anything to them, but they had to interpret this natural sign of the star to know what it meant and where it led. If you compare the vision of the Magi to the announcement to the shepherd, the angels were clear. Today in the town of David, behold, a savior is born. You go and behold, you see a child who is wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in the manger. But the manger's episode is different. There was nothing explicable about it. They saw it, they interpreted, and they moved. Unfortunately, upon reaching Jerusalem, which served as the custodian to the scriptures, the star's ability to be a pointer to Jesus had to give way to the scriptures. Matthew indicates that when the guiding star got to Jerusalem, its light failed, and the Magi had to consult the scriptures to direct them to Bethlehem. Where is he born, the new king of the Jews? Over and above the natural light of the star, the Magi still needed the supernatural light of scriptures to finally get to Jesus. The rabbis were able to ascertain what the prophet had written in Bethlehem. They knew it. But they were indifferent to the message. What is the point of having all the knowledge? Writing all kinds of theological theses and exhortation. If you don't follow through. Cardinal John Henry Newman, when he was distinguishing between cognitive accent and affective accent, they say that a good theologian is not necessarily a person of faith. We can know our catechism. We can know our scripture very well. But if it doesn't affect the way we live and think, what good is it?
these rabbis, these scribes, knew everything about the birth of the king, yet they remained behind. The Magi were pagans from the east. They were not Jews. But they did not know the true God of Israel. Yet, they were the ones that positively responded to the limited revelation that they had about the coming of the promised king of the Jews. Matthew highlights the paradox that those who had the scriptures rejected Jesus while pagans came and with the help of the very same scriptures found and adored Jesus. The Magi did not believe what they saw, but they acted upon it, taking risk on it, and making sacrifices because of it. They were men of faith. The biblical Christmas stories that we hear contain many unexpected events and many unexpected characters which hardly seem fit for a king. It all begins with a young virgin who cannot possibly be with child, yet she indeed conceives and bears the Son of God within her. This child is then born after a difficult journey by his parents to Bethlehem. The birth is subsequently announced by angels to the most ordinary people doing some of the most laborious and intensive and dirty jobs around the shepherds. Finally, the only important people who recognize the newborn as a king are non-Jewish foreigners, the Magi, whom we talk about today. How is it that there are no priests, there are no scribes present to greet the promised king? Surely they must have been prepared for his arrival. But why isn't he born in a castle, surrounded by servants and other royalty? How can anyone believe that this is the birth of a king? If the child is truly the king of the Jews, his beginnings demonstrate that he is not going to be like any other king. He is called the king of the Jews, but his importance seems to be much larger than simply the nation of Israel. This king is overlooked by the Jewish leaders, but proclaimed by the simple shepherds and the magi. The king is born to a simple virgin, but is called the son of God. The king is born in a barn, but the visitors bring lavish gifts. The king is praised by angels, but he is haunted by Herod. This Jesus is going to turn the whole world upside down and begins even as he is a newborn. He is the king who invites the poor and the outcast to his birth. Remember the words of Simeon. This child is destined for the rise and fall of many. And indeed, at his birth, it wasn't the highly educated. It wasn't the pious priest. It wasn't the ruler of Jerusalem. Rather, 
it was the foreigners, the Habuim, the infidels that came from the east looking for him. He is the king who is open to embrace the poor and the lowly. And indeed, as Mary said, the Almighty has raised up the lowly. The lowly who feel that they are not even worthy. The lowly who don't think that they even deserve to be at where the Son of God is born. These were the ones who were given the privilege to come to Jesus. Dearly beloved, this king is such a joyful surprise to the world. Today's feast reminds us that Christ, the way, the truth, and the life has been revealed to all of us. As Christians, we believe that our religion possesses the fullness of this truth. But how does that benefit us if we do not walk in that truth? Nature worshippers or even non-believers who are sincerely committed to following the dim light of natural reason may arrive at Jesus before Christians who have the exalted truth revealed by God but who do not walk the walk of faith. Let us behold the star and let us worship the king it announces, Jesus, our Eucharistic food who welcomes our worship here and awaits our service to one another. Furthermore, let each one of us be billboards of Christ's kingdom by striving to be like the star that guided the Magi, a steady witness to Christ, a gentle but clear and attractive invitation to his everlasting kingdom. We are citizens of Christ's kingdom and are here in the world as his ambassadors. Like Herod, so many people are seeking fulfillment where they cannot find it. They are confused. They are lost. They are hopeless. In their own little kingdoms of money, in their own little kingdoms of pleasure, in their own little kingdoms of power, in their own web of merely human relationships built on the shifted sands of undependable human affection, in their own merely earthly hopes that will come and go like a puff of smoke. Unfortunately, such people are prepared to do anything in their bed to achieve that. They are like Herod. They don't care about eliminating even infants who are no threat to him. There are a lot of people like that in the world. How can we be the light for them? How can Christians be the star that will lead them? How can we help them to follow the mega star 
Jesus Christ. You know, when we look at the year 2023, and we start with that conviction of the Magi, the megastar Jesus Christ is going to lead us on our journey. The star led them amid the challenges, difficulties, and confusions of the world. The star led them. How can Jesus, the megastar, lead people who have misplaced priorities in life? They can only do so if we point the star to them. And in the Feast of Epiphany, the light of the world is shown on us. And if we embrace that light, the light of Christ, we are to go out there carrying the light in the darkened world so that people will be illumined by the light of Christ, the megastar. You know, what, what attracts me is the liturgy of Holy Saturday when we carry the light into the, 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 the church where everything is, is darkened, no light. And then all of a sudden, the Paschal candle enters and we light our light from the Paschal candle and we distribute that light and all of a sudden, the whole place is brightened with light. Illumined with light that was taken from one Pascal candle. Our world is like that. The world of confusion. The world of selfishness. The world where people have wrong dispositions and wrong expectations about life. The world where people are confused making power, money and pleasure their gods that they worship. If Christians who today encounter the light of Christ at the Feast of Epiphany will carry that light into the world, the world is going to be transformed into a better place. Dearly beloved, people are looking up to us. And if you and I, as members of God's kingdom, do not show them a higher kingdom, a lasting kingdom, a kingdom that will infuse all those hopes and relationships and activities with a meaning that never grows old, but only grows better, who will? You have the responsibility. At the end of this Mass, The King Miguel is going to say, the mass is ended. Go in the peace and love of Christ. Probably, let us carry the light of Christ. Let's carry Christ, the megastar, into our homes, into our families, into our neighborhoods, into our workplace, because that is what Christ expects of us. We don't go to Jesus and come back the same. Let's leave this celebration going back on a different route. The route to make Christ known in the world. May the Holy Spirit help us. Amen. Amen.